This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. One of the things I talked to the players today, like, you know, clearly we went into Seattle with the schedule we have and everything. Our guys worked very hard in, in Seattle. I gave them a lot of credit for that. Did we make some mental mistakes? Yeah, because this gets tired. It's not just the physical toll, it's that as well. And did, did we complicate the game and make it a little harder on ourselves than we should have? Absolutely we did. But we worked hard. I was proud of the way they worked hard right till the end. And I told them, we, that's what we talked about. And they, sometimes you get there and, oh, well, we're tired. We don't feel like it and we'll just get through the game. We didn't have that attitude at all. Now, we didn't look good at times, but we were working and we were trying and we were competing so that's the message from uh, the coaching staff is just keep working we'll we'll get through this we'll sort it all out uh, but they fight never left them and that's what I was impressed with with the group head coach Rick Bonus uh, there uh, speaking to the media following the uh, morning skate today um, pre-game gets going at 5 o'clock puck drop at 7 we're going to be hearing from Paul Edmonds Jets play-by-play voice here on 680 CGOB he's going to be joining us in just the next uh, little bit here uh, Ross Levitan host of Locked On Senators podcast I think I've seen him around here every now and then does he work here or something? Once in a while I think he just like pokes around here he thinks it's cool to be he's, on radio he's the guy in the hallway I don't know if you, you you never see him but you hear him like is Brady Tuchuk the best player in the NHL? Oh, yeah. he's the guy that whispers that stuff you know I asked him what, I asked the last time I saw him I said what do you think of him as a captain, oh yeah, he's engaged. He's got. He's he's going. He's he's all over it. The other day, you and I were talking about Hellebuck and the Vesna, and all I heard like a whisper from somewhere going, "Cam Talbot for the Vesna." I'm like, <laughs> what? What is that? Who is that? Is you know, that- the Senators. Just because you're a Senators fan doesn't mean like yeah. they have to win all the awards. Yeah, just be just be upfront about it and. DJ Smith for the Jackass. <laughs> Who's that voice? What, what is going on? What's going on? Uh, Ross Levitan, he's going to join us at 12.45. He's got a great podcast with the Sens. Good guy. Uh, great guy, too, and really, really happy to have him on at 12.45 to take a deeper look uh, into the game. Big news coming out of the morning skate, actually, coming out of today. Uh, this one, no surprise. Blake Wheeler put on injured reserve. Um, he undergone uh, a groin surgery that was announced on Saturday. He's going to be out for the next four weeks um, or longer. We'll wait and see what happens. Speaking uh, of that quickly, mm-hmm. somebody asked me, so what is that? And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, he took a shot in that region, Yeah, missed some time, came back, played, then um, surgery immediately the next morning. Surgery on what? And I'm like, well, his, his groin. Yeah. And they're like, well, what injury is that, though? What? Like, are you sure it's his groin or is it something else, obviously? And I'm like, I don't know, actually. Like, I don't... Like, when somebody tries to stay on side and pulls their groin on coming to the blue line or somebody reaches for a puck and gets hit and they fall awkwardly and it's a groin injury, I think it's a pull. But the shot... I don't know. I, I'm going to look is, into that. You know, they, like when Ehlers went down or when they were trying to test it out and give him a couple days rest and then he came back out there before they elected for him to go for sports hernia surgery, that was re- that was regarded to as a groin injury, lower body groin injury. Yeah, and then it turned uh, but out that's, to be a sports he, it's, hernia. Yeah, but it's, it's, I, I have no idea. But you know what I mean? I don't think that. he pulled his groin, like stretched it trying no. to stay on side or something. I think he took a shot somewhere and then surgery, like – and I'm not yeah. trying to be funny. I'm, I'm yeah. like, generally, I thought that's a great question, actually. Like, because if it was a groin injury, a pulled groin, you would probably have the groin itself operated on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I have no idea, but I know that he's going to be out uh, for at least four, four weeks here. Um, Arvid Holm 
uh, emergency recall for the Manitoba Moose. He's actually had a pretty good season with the Moose this year uh, so far. Brought in his emergency basis. I was kind of wondering, you know, what does that mean? What does that look like? Um, you know, when, when <laughs> I love when they put this out on Twitter, the Winnipeg Jets PR department just says Blake Wheeler put on injured reserve. Arvid Holm um, has been called up on an emergency basis. And then it's just complete speculation and pandemonium until the coach speaks. Uh, maybe they like that. Maybe the team likes that. Uh, get people talking and stuff like that. But uh, Arvid Holm was called up uh, on an emergency basis. Connor Hellebach will not play tonight. I think this was a game that was uh, circled for him uh, as a start. Uh Illness, non-COVID related, uh, non-COVID related illness. Um, they told him to stay home, wasn't feeling good, uh, but is expected uh, to be going to Boston as well as Washington on the road trip. So uh, just a couple days and, and, and see how he feels, of course. And this stuff is like, I think every workplace uh, gym right now is undergoing something like this. Somebody's coming into work. They're not feeling good. They're, you know, they're feeling sick. They got a cough or whatever. Um, you know, just stay home, take it easy, you know, come back the next day and stuff like that. Obviously there's a lot more, <laughs> there's a lot more, uh, stakes on, uh, than, you know, me or something like that. Like last week when I said, yeah, Jim, I'm <clears throat> nursing a cough here. I'm having a tough time, you know, buddy. Skylar, uh, Skylar and Julie on the end of my show yesterday were laughing when I told them that Cam, I was here for six months and goes, I think you owe the company time. <laughs> so long. And I'm like, I know it's been awful, but, yeah. and you know what, that, that's the thing that's lost in this. And Connor Hellebuck being ill tonight is a prime example. Like, yeah. Clearly he wants to play. Clearly, I want to be at work. Like it's, I, I think a lot of people are like that. Did like he make after the call? a while, I wonder if he said is like, did he make the call? Yeah, I'm not feeling good or whatever. Or maybe yeah. his wife was like, you know, you know, Connor, you got a call, right? You yeah. got a call. Maybe that's what was going on. And he was saying, no, no, I'm okay, I'm fine. Yeah, you can't go in like this. You can't go in like that. You that, puking all night. Yeah, you barfing all night. You're sick. <laughs> you can't. You can't go in. But I mean, that's the point where I think, like you said, everybody's sick. I mean, kids yeah. are sick. Like we're talking this week that that people are keeping their kids home from school this week just so they'll be healthy for Christmas. Like yeah. they don't want to risk kids being ill and stuff. So, uh, I mean, I get it. It's interesting though that he's not playing tonight, but he's going to travel with the team. Mm-hmm. I, I don't buy that 100%. No? I think the team is going to travel tomorrow and they'll see how he feels mm-hmm. because you can't sort of start feeling well in Seattle. You're here a day, so you're out today. So that's two days. Yeah. So I think maybe the illness is, you know, minor enough or just a cold or flu that they expect him to be better by Wednesday and can travel. But also if he's going, you know, I feel better, but I'm not 100%, mm-hmm. do you risk putting him on a plane full of other teammates and then getting to Boston and not having enough because everyone's ill like that's so I wonder. Yeah, I think they're they're hoping that he's well enough by tomorrow to travel and be on this trip. That's why they're saying that. But I'll wait for an update tomorrow before they get on that plane. Yeah, I mean, I I, I was expecting it was going to be an illness thing uh, when it first came out. I was saying, well, this is probably an illness coming up on an emergency basis. I don't know what could have happened. He didn't play. Um, unless something else happened or some other situation happened, like, <laughs> I don't know, like a snow shoveling incident or something like that, which has happened before. Uh, but I figured it was going to be an illness and stuff like that. And I kind of was also thinking, you know, before, you know, the, it was sort of confirmed that that he he was going to be out sick. I was saying maybe the Jets just have said, like, you know, Arvid Holm, he had a pretty good shot here, and and uh, maybe we're we're gonna give him one of those games on the road in Boston or something like that. But then I was thinking, why would it be an emergency? Um, why would it be an emergency call up then in, in in that sort of respects? But well, that's why I'll wait for for tomorrow because we've yeah. all done this. Like yeah, yeah. in Seattle, he wasn't feeling well, but he backed up. He gets home. I mean, we've all done that. Like Monday, I'm not feeling so good. Tuesday, it's like uh oh, and then Wednesday, you're ill. 
And, yeah. and so you don't go in for two or three days. I think that's what's going on here. But we'll wait and see. But anyway, mm. uh, Riddich gets the call tonight against the Sens and yeah. the, the rest of the lineup. It's going to be a tough match with this depleted lineup and now no Connor Hellebuck. Yeah, Vili Hainala also getting back uh, into the lineup here. Played two games prior with the Winnipeg Jets so far this season. Uh, Morrissey, DeMello, uh, Dylan Pionk, and then Sandberg and Hainola. Uh, and here's uh, Bones, Rick Bonus on Hainola and, and on, on how to give him sort of confidence. And also, uh, not a surprise here, Hainola is going to be uh, slotting in onto the second unit power play. We've got to be clear with him what we expect from him and, and, and encourage him. I, in fairness to him, if you remember his first game when we brought him up last night was against Carolina. Last time it was the biggest, fastest four-checking team. That's a tough That's a tough opponent your first game in. So he got a little nervous and his gap started to get a little bad. So the next game he was better and he battled harder in the corners. And um, So we, we, we try to build off of his last game here, which was pretty good. And uh, again, Ottawa's a good team. They're going to come at him tonight. But if he uses his speed and he moves the puck and everything is, and keep his gaps tight, he'll be... He'll be fine. It'll be a good test for him. And here was uh, Hainala on uh, Bones' expectations. He just wants me to be myself, you know, uh, play my play my best and, uh, you know, tumble the plays, be confident out there. Uh, for me, that's probably the biggest thing, just like uh, be comfortable out there. Yeah, be comfortable, be confident, go out there and make the right play. Also, I have to say this as well, his English has gotten way better. Yeah. Way That's better. True. Yeah. So good for him on that, uh, I mean, on that part. But mine so, isn't so great, so I'm not going to judge somebody else. I, I, str- <laughs> I struggle. I struggle with the English language. That's no... That's no I'm can't glad, even find the words to speak right now. I'm glad Bonus didn't go, look, kid, and went, you know, Eminem playing in the background. This is your one shot. You better make this work tonight. <laughs> yeah. Like he said, I yeah. just play your game stuff. Of course he told him that. But I've said this before, and and I think Capabianco played really good in the two games he's been around. Yeah. Uh, but I knew it was only a matter of time before Hainola would get in. Mm-hmm. They lost the game in Seattle, so now he's going to get in. I don't want to put a lot of pressure on him. But this is his biggest time to shine since being in this organization. And for a guy that has said that, you know, uh, Scott Billick was on the pregame in Vancouver after he was called up and said he asked him about getting in the lineup that first time, and he, his answer was, finally. Yeah. Like, how, how do you feel for getting in the lineup tonight? He goes, yeah, finally. We know what the agent has said about, yeah. like, I'm an, he's NHL ready and stuff. So I, I believe in Vili Hainala. I think he's going to be a massive part of this organization, as I've said before. But this isn't just two or three games and somebody's out a week and, and he's got a chat. This is the biggest time period he's going to have to stay in the lineup, and it's on him now. Like, we have saw Capabianco play two games. He's going to be in the lineup. It's now Hainola's job to play well enough to keep himself in the lineup next game and the game after that and the game after that. Yeah, and we're uh, to take a break right now. We'll come back. Um, we'll take a look at the Boston Pizza Sports Desk. We'll hear more stuff from Rick Bonus, and uh, we'll have Paul Edmonds with us at the other side of this. Don't go anywhere. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB. Thank you very much, Sarah McCarthy. I see the fear in her eyes every time I thank her. For You did a great job in the news. What do you... Uh... My microphone was on. Oh. <laughs> Sketch pizza is still being talked about, just so you know. It's oh, an idea. Have you well, looked into that? You were supposed to get the business I'm, license. I'm heading home tomorrow, so I'll look. Yeah. yeah. If you're just joining yeah. us... Uh, That's why I The three of it. us are, are getting together <laughs> to... Uh, take Dryden over and, and you know start making some real true Dryden pizza. And so everybody, when I say still Sarah's being talked about, I was asked yeah. about it on the text line yesterday, and so that's why I mentioned it now, Sarah, because this is the first step. You're going to go look at, do some reco- r- research and yeah. 
check with the Working business council, see yeah. what it takes to get a license, and we'll go from there. See Sounds where we should good. break ground. Yeah. It's yeah. a ceremony. The three I like of that us and Dustin <laughs> Bufflin. What do you think of like a three level sort of like it's like an ultra lounge, okay. but with for pizza? Yeah. No, I'm I'm thinking of like a Atco tin thing. Oh, I think we might with one of those we'll talk about this. ramps Just to the back. What a thing! What a thing! Where you can sit me. outside and have a drag in between pies. <laughs> Spent a lot of time back there. Uh, Winnipeg Jets taking on the Ottawa Senators. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Sarah. Uh, taking on the Ottawa Senators tonight. A pregame show at 5 with Kelly Moore and co. And then this man takes over uh, the play-by-play at 7 o'clock. Um, Paul Edmonds, play-by-play voice of the Winnipeg Jets here on 680 CGOB. Paul, how you doing? Uh, good, but it's got to be thin crust, and it's got to have a, a kind of a, an Alfredo's type of sauce. Oh, oh, I love the white sauce, man. I don't know it's a special yeah. treat. It's that's, a special treat. That's fancy, yeah. and I don't know if Skadge Pizza is fancy. Sarah, Cam, and Jim, Skadge Pizza. I don't know if that's... Although somebody suggested a pizza with Doritos on it. Mm, no, no. <laughs> thin crust. Okay. Thin yeah. crust, yes. Doritos, no. Wait, like, uh, oh, yeah, I like the thin crust, too. Now, what, now, uh, now my mind's working anyways. Um, what do you know about Connor Hellebuck, Paul, other than he won't be in tonight? Yeah, it's non-COVID-related uh, illness. Uh, it's been going through the team and going through our complete society here, I think, right across North America. Mm-hmm. I don't know that anybody hasn't been sick. So from that standpoint, uh, he won't be available tonight. Arvid Holm will be the backup. David Riddick will be the starter for the second straight game. So he gets back-to-back starts for the first time this year. And he's coming off what I thought was a very good start in Seattle, despite the result. And then Connor Hellbuck will be available to travel with the team tomorrow to go to Boston, to Washington, to finish up uh, the pre-Christmas, pre-holiday schedule. What do you expect, I mean, from this roster and these guys with all the injuries and stuff like that? You always expect to win. You always expect to pick up two points, no matter who's in the lineup there, Paul. But is is there sort of some other expectations for this lineup? I mean, you got a guy Coolman, he just gets pulled off of waivers. He's on a line with Perfetti and, and, and Shifley. Is it is it more about work ethic than, you know, going out there and, and you know, potting six or seven? Well, that question was posed to Adam Lowry today and, and it was sort of, you know, how, why is this next man up scenario working for the Jets this year? And his answer was quite frank. He said, it's the system we play. Everybody knows it. They come up to the Manitoba Moose. Uh, they understand it because it's vertically integrated and there's no confusion. So you know where to be, you know how to get there, and then you just need to play. And then I also think that the room is driving this as well. There's a lot of accountability this year. You've heard that word a lot from the coaches mm-hmm. down to the players and then from the players spread out to other players. So from that standpoint, yes, there's next man up and they've been able to kind of absorb all of these injuries. I always wonder, though, guys, about a tipping point, about when yeah. when it's the final injury or two that you just cannot come back from. You're just not the same team. You don't have the same makeup. You don't have the same abilities to score goals or defend, right? Mm-hmm. And I would tell you that there was a point, oh, maybe a month or so ago, where they were at that and they got the guys healthy again. And I would tell you that they're probably at that tipping point again right around now. I mean, they could probably weather through this again, uh, get through Christmas, and then maybe see about getting some people back on the ice and getting healthy. Uh, but at the same time, they've been able to do this because it has been next man up, the system that they play. And then certainly I also believe that you have two elite centers in Pierre-Luc Dubois and Mark Shively and Shifley, and they are driving the bus right now. And then you've had good goaltending. So it all starts in the middle. There's a lot of reasons for it, uh, but those are just some of them. Paul, uh, along the, the line of what you were just saying, sort of this depleted lineup, I, I thought even going back to the Nashville game, the, the, the Jets have played like their system. And, and what I mean by that is like, 
there's not a lot of deviation when they went down one nothing in Nashville. When they were one one, there wasn't a lot of getting away from the game plan and trying to score that goal, and they stuck with it. Uh, Vancouver the same when they got two, three, four goals. Um, they played the same way. Seattle, there were some turnovers, but how important is that? What they've been doing this past week, going into this week with this lineup. Well, there's a poise about this team, Jim, and I think part of that comes from certainly I think they're much more comfortable playing in that kind of environment where it's an uncomfortable situation where they might be down or might be in a tie situation. They know if they they stay in structure, stay on message, you know, to use a political term, uh, then good things will happen because they'll eventually get their opportunity to, to have a chance two or three to try to sway the game in their favor. Uh, when they start to freelance and, and get out of their structure, then, of course, things kind of break down. And not necessarily saying that happened on Sunday. I think it was more just mental fatigue and some physical fatigue when mm. you played seven games in ten nights that you're just going to have the brain. It's not going to work with the with the feet for sure at times, right? Um, but this is a team that has been well-coached this year, well-communicated on where they're supposed to be. And you know, that was the complaint that I heard toward the end of last year was that the players were a little bit confused as to where they were supposed to be at times. And from that standpoint, I mean, these guys, they, they in, in all essence, are kind of like robots. They want to know where they have to be, right? Mm-hmm. And you give them the creative freedom to go and score goals, but when you don't have the puck, puck you have to play a certain way. And they want to be told that. They want to know where they are on the ice. They want to know what happens in that scenario. And when you give them that, and they start to have success, there's the buy-in so that you can stay in that type of structure, whether you're down by a goal in a tie situation or up by four or five like they were in Vancouver. So I think it comes to buying in. I think it's uh, certainly the, the game plan, the execution of all of it, but it's also more of a veteran group now this year and a group that I think was rather humiliated last year with the results that don't want that taste again for a second straight year. Paul Edmonds, play-by-play voice here on 680 CJOB. Senators and Jets, uh, Paul will have the play-by-play starting at 7 o'clock uh, tonight. Paul, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it, man. You you have you have a good game, and I don't know. I'm, I'm big on that Alfredo, man, that Alfredo sauce. Like, whenever I get some... Thin crust. Oh, thin yeah. crust, like... I, I'm I'm all for the tomato sauce, but like when I when I bite in and there's that like Alfredo sauce in the bottom. I don't know. Like, I you both. I, we're no, gonna have no, to have no. a sit down. Alfredo for me is pasta. See, why I can't you have both, it on a pizza? But but I could take the tomato. The tomato sauce has to have a little bit of oregano in it as well. I want a a good hint of oregano in it as well. So I can do the the red you know tomato sauce, but the Alfredo sauce is good as well. Paul, Paul likes his he spice. Be on something. He's, he's, he likes his Paul spices. Likes his spice. He knows his herbs. Paul, thanks so much. You take care. When it's showtime, he likes yeah. his spice. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> uh, when it's showtime from downtown Winnipeg, he likes his that spice. That is a good little piece of information. Paul yeah. Paul Edmonds, if you ever have him over for dinner, he likes a little bit of oregano in his tomato sauce. Yes, he does. And he's there not afraid go. to talk about it. I'm not afraid to be bold and say <laughs> I like oregano in my sauce. He's great. Yeah, awesome stuff. Awesome stuff from Paul. Uh, Let's take a break. We'll come back. Ross Levitan, host of uh, Locked On Senators podcast. He's going to join us. Uh, Buddies with Mark Mathot, regular on his podcast there. Mathot did the McGregor today. I'd like to apologize to absolutely nobody. We'll be right back. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB. Welcome back to the show here. Text. Well, we got some text messages here. 204-780-6868. Uh, Cliff says, hey, guys, I'm amused by all this next man up discussion. I guess the alternative might be, oh, oh, we're screwed now. 
Next Man Up is, for the most part, a platitude that means little. I don't believe in that. I, I, I mean, that is literally what it is. It's next man up. What are you going to do? You can't. No one's, no one's, no one's crying no one's tears for in the National Hockey League. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, you can trade and stuff, but that's not the immediate for tonight's game. So it literally is next man up. But that being said, I do think we've yeah. discussed this. It's to a point. I think any team can lose two, maybe three players out of a lineup for a month and, and should be able to sustain what they're doing. Once you get to six and seven players, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'll say it again. I said it before. If if the Jets had two more Nick Ehlers waiting to get into the lineup, then their whole lineup would be stacked. And yeah. that's just not the way it is. Uh, same with Colorado. Same with all the teams, Washington, that are going through this. But that being said, like I, I but I do get what he's referencing when a coach says that. And, and there is a limit to it. Like, yeah. Um, I, I don't expect great things from you know the sixth and seventh call up to the team. Not that they're not good players are going to be. It's just yeah. that they're usually in a development league like the AHL for a reason to develop and to continue to get better. And they might not be there. But that being said, I'm also fascinated by guys who get in the lineup when the like Kevin Stenland hasn't been talked about. I thought he had a great three games. He's yeah. winning faceoffs. He's physical. He keeps pucks in the zone. He clears the zone. He's got an assist in three games, but he's also had some shots on net. He's big and physical. And this is a guy that's played 71 games for the Columbus Blue Jackets prior to coming to this organization. Michael Acemont was with the LA Kings organization. These are guys that, you know, they're not in their own systems, you know, going to make the team or at this mm-hmm. training camp. But when you get an opportunity – what can you do with that opportunity? Yeah. And so next man up, what are you going to do with this opportunity? Yeah, my, um, Michael A. Simont, uh, he was a, he's a healthy scratch today. I don't, I don't think there's really anything in there. I think it's just that it's just his time. There's uh, Rick Bonus has done a really good job of yeah. cycling those guys in and out. And uh, the guys who've been called up or the guys who've been brought over here on waivers, eventually it's going to be your time and it's going to be your time in the press box. Everyone's going to play. It's not going to let somebody sit there and languish uh, for weeks and weeks and weeks on end. So I don't think there's anything beyond that in terms of Michael A. Simont. Uh, bringing on our next guest here, and I have a, I have this actually as a factual statement, uh, Jim Toth, that after his shift yesterday here at 680 CJOB, he got into his sheets, his underneath his covers, he got a little bit of a static shock. They zapped him, but I'll tell you this: didn't bug him whatsoever. Ross Levitan, uh, hosted Locked heard... On Senators podcast here, as well as anchor extraordinaire reporter here on six eighty CGOB. Ross. I've never heard anybody complain about a static sting when you climbed into the sheets. That's a new one for me. It's just uh, you know, there's uh, there's a lot to be said about about struggling and self voluntary struggling putting yourself in a cold shower, giving yourself a really hot sauna. It builds character. It builds muscle. It builds strength. It builds confidence. When Ross gets into the sheets and he gets a zap, that's all that is. It's just an opportunity to grow. Right, Ross? That's an electric intro if I've ever heard one, fellas. How are we doing today? <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Well played. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. You know, this is one one time a year I got to head down to the Canada Life Center and not hope for a Jets win, but... We got the bonus bowl. I don't know if you guys know that Rick Bonus' son is now an assistant GM with the with the Sens. So uh, a couple family bragging rights on, on the line. Tonight. Yeah, I heard they were commiserating down at Polo Park looking for uh, uh, for gifts for uh, the mother and Bonus' wife there. So I, I don't know what was being discussed. I'm getting some uh, I hope it was, new uh, sheets culture. for the house that are 99 99- 999 threads, no no sh- sting shot. I'm struggling here. I don't know, Ross, but 
Um, uh, yeah, also, yeah, it, it is... Tune in t- t- tomorrow on Locked On Senators, Mark Mathot returns. So. Oh, oh, there we go. Oh, on Senators. You, you guys going to have a... To, to leave a rude comment in, uh, in, the, in the comments, feel free to tune in. <laughs> oh, gonna be I like Tim McGregor team, today and said, I'd like to apologize to absolutely nobody. Well, maybe the Jets fans, but the hotel thing stays. Um, the other part about this is interesting that I saw another uh, story today, Ross, is that 30 years ago today, Rick Bonus was the head coach of the Ottawa Senators. 30 years later, he's a head coach playing against the Ottawa Senators. I think we forget that with him being here. Yeah. The longevity of his career is amazing. It's unbelievable, and don't look up his record with those teams. I mean, expansion <laughs> franchise. It was an expansion, yeah. <laughs> they actually forgot their laptop charger at the expansion draft, so they had, they picked like six players who were already like unavailable. Uh, amazing story uh, back in the day, but yeah, Rick. Well, well oiled machine. Of, I think they won ten of their first eighty-four games, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, yeah, Rick Bone has certainly come a long way from then uh, to now. I love the way he's been coaching this team, and I heard you guys were mentioning injuries. Uh, coming in and I was kind of cross-referencing I mean the big one is Connor Hellebuck like that of of course is going to be a huge hole for them to fill although backup goalies have been uh, successful against Ottawa this year Mm -hmm. but you look up front both teams are missing two top six forwards Ottawa's without Tim Stutzla and Josh Norris obviously Ehlers is out of the lineup here um, in Winnipeg as as well as Blake Wheeler and then the third liners the third liners Ottawa's without Matthew Joseph whereas Winnipeg's missing Appleton or Main Align. And then on the back end, Nate Schmidt, Artem Zubat, they're pretty comparable. So uh, the mo- one difference is that for Ottawa, it's their two top centers out of lineup. So I look at the depth down the middle as Winnipeg uh, as, as a pretty big advantage. And if they're going to win the game, I would expect Dubois, Shifley, and Lowry to have a big big part in it. Yeah, Ottawa, I mean, they're last place right now in the Atlantic. They're one game away from being 500. I don't know what your opinion is if OT losses uh, count towards losses. and But anyways, the, the maybe that's a topic for another time. But Ottawa, 14, 15, and 2 right now. Uh, and they won four of the last five. They lost in Minnesota, uh, you know, a, a situation similar to the Winnipeg Jets uh, in, in Seattle there. What, what's been working for them the last five games? Yeah, even further than that, they've won eight of their last 11. So they've really turned it around since the seven-game losing streak took them out of any potential run early in the season. They only have a one-goal differential. They're only minus one in goal differential right now, too. Yeah, in that seven-game losing streak, if you take out empty netters, they lost all seven by one goal. Like, they've been in every game. It's just they haven't found a way to get over the hump. And in a way, you could could say that the new players, it just took a little while to get them acclimated. Like, Alex DeBrinkett just had an eight-game point streak ended on Sunday. He's been unbelievable, but if you just look at the stats, like nine goals in 30 games, you're like, wait, what? I thought he was a 40-goal scorer in Chicago. He's actually fifth in the league in primary assists, so he's kind of turning himself into a bit of a playmaker. But, yeah, all in all, this team's just, I mean, the power play's top in the NHL. So, you know, that to simplify, I know we love spending hours and hours discussing, like, how teams are good or bad, but it comes down to special teams and goaltending. Like, it's a simple game at the end of the day. Stop the puck and score when you have a man advantage. Ottawa's clicking at 37% on the power play in the last 10 games, which is just ridiculous. Uh, so I think that's been a huge reason for their success. And, and guys stepping up, like Claude Giroux, everyone thought he was coming as a little retirement community coming back home, but he's mm-hmm. point per game. He looks unreal. And we know Brady Kachuk always brings his A game in front of his grandparents here in Winnipeg. He's got four points in three games, including two last spring. So those are some of the storylines I'm looking for tonight. And, yeah, it, for Ottawa, like you said, like second half back-to-back with travel, those are always kind of like schedule losses, for lack of a better term. But I like the way they battled in Minnesota. They were down 3 nothing, and they brought it back to 3-2, had the goalie pulled. So 
Um, the fights there with this team, it's never been an issue of effort. It's just been an issue sometimes of, you know, allowing a backup goalie to play real well, which I'm sure will be music to, to Jets fans' ears with uh, the news of Connor Hellebuck missing tonight's game. Yeah, uh, and I expect to as well, Brady Kachuk, to watch Kale McCarr yesterday getting called for that trip and telling the refs, no, 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 sorry, I, I fell. It wasn't a trip. So I expect that same level of sportsmanship from Brady Kachuk tonight too as well. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He did nothing to me. (laughs) And the face-off should be in our end. (laughs) Yeah, well, I was just talking to Brandon Piller about this, my my co-host with Locked On Sense, and he was saying, like, that's almost to avoid the reputation of embellishment. You know what I mean? Like, McCarr goes down, then the refs go in at intermission. They're like, wait, but he didn't trip him. I feel like McCarr is just being too cautious. Like, I I don't think the coach is going to recommend it, but I think that's a good spin zone for the sportsmanship. Like, hey, I don't want to be labeled as a guy who goes down easy. Right. Um, You mentioned the power play and how they can score and stuff, Ross. That's the one thing that stands out to this eighth seed in the Atlantic Division to me, the Ottawa Senators, is their goal differential is just negative one, 97-4, 98 against. Um, Whatever's going on, goaltending-wise, defending, everything like that, this team can score goals. Yeah, 30 seconds, Ross. Yeah, yeah, 100%. No, they're, they're scoring goals. And just like Winnipeg, like they're all locked on the top unit now. So I was jokingly telling Pilsy, like, I think the first power play unit for both teams is going to be out there a minute 59 and then give a penny to the second unit, really, because the, the way both teams are stacked up, I think you're going to look out for the bumper play. Drew likes to put it on the tape for Pinto in the high slot and then obviously down low anything in front of the net. Number seven's right there to clean up the trash. Yeah, so Ross, I've already uh, recruited you. You're going to be joining us again tomorrow at twelve ten. Okay, so don't have too much fun at the game. You got to be okay, right and ready so to go. That's win or lose. Because I mean, the third win or lose, man. Was me out of the building last <laughs> spring. <laughs> win or lose. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate. It. Take care. Okay. Have fun tonight. Have a great day, guys. Thanks so much. You know what was lost in yesterday was somebody takes a shot at Winnipeg and Canada gets a beating for it. <laughs> That's true. Well, the arena's way out there, and your town. There's sucks. no restaurants. <laughs> Nothing but car dealerships out there. <laughs> Jim told to take you all the way until 3 o'clock. Thank you very much to Brandon Watchka for producing the show. Uh, hey, enjoy the game tonight. 5 o'clock pregame show, 7 o'clock puck drop here on 680 CJOB. That's it for me. I'll be back same time tomorrow. See ya. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.